We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey guys, you're listening to the Swap Moto Podcast presented by our friends at Fly Racing. I'm joined by Fly Racing rider Zach Osborne, who's on the uh, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team and uh dude we haven't really actually had a chance to talk since salt lake ended when you got your big uh first career 450 win so congrats on that first of all thank you dude thank you i really appreciate it it was uh obviously a big milestone in my career um and something i'm super pumped on still it's funny because you know for the weird way that salt lake was and we had to do how was your weekend over text and everything and we kept talking. I'm like, dude, you're going to win one of these. And then sure enough, you win the last one. Um, you had to have had the same feeling, right? Like the progress was good and steady throughout the week. Great starts, great speed. Um, you just put it all together at the last round. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, you know, it was coming kind of the whole time that we were there, but um, it just uh, took me a while to finally put it together. And, and I did at the end there. And uh, like you said, just the whole trip was was really successful for me um, from the get-go. You know, top five is the first one after a, a pretty bad start and um, led for a long time in the second one. Just, you know, just built, built some momentum and finally made it happen. Mm-hmm. What uh, <clears throat> what was the difference at the last one? Because the, what, the next to last one, you led 85% of the race, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew that at the last one, those two guys were going to be kind of focused on each other. Mm-hmm. and um there was you know as long as eli was at the front there wasn't going to be a whole lot of action um so for me i felt like i had a good opportunity to go out there and uh put myself in a good position with with the starts that i had going and stuff and um just be able to be right up in there in, in the mix and i was able to manage it mm-hmm. so where does that win rank amongst your other firsts uh i don't know man um that's that's a hard question. Uh, it's always hard to rank them. Um, in terms of importance, um, probably third or fourth, um, mm-hmm. just because uh, you know the uh, the other firsts were at times where I I probably needed them more. But uh, in terms of importance, this one's probably top of the list, just mm-hmm. because you know it's it's the pinnacle of dirt bike racing in the opinion yeah. um is 450 supercross so for me um it's, it's it's pretty up there uh as far as importance but you know timing is everything and um the timing of some of the others was, was maybe a little bit more uh let's say needed or um wanted <laughs> yeah but i mean this like it solidifies you as one of the dudes in the 450 class right because i mean you've been in the 250 class your whole career up until recently. And uh, there have been plenty of guys that have won a lot in 250s and never transitioned into 450s with a victory. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a massive career milestone and just kind of moving forward, it's it's huge for me to get the win and, and be able to kind of check that box and go into next season not like 
still searching for a win, you know, when am I going to get this win, when can I build some momentum, so for me it was it was a massive uh, boost going yeah. forward, and, you know, a career milestone that I really needed to hit. Okay, so, you know, on TV and in photos, the the mood on the podium certainly looked great between the three of you guys that swept the podium, you, Jason, and Dino, but what was it really like? Was Jason super pissed that his seat broke and... You know how how was it back at the pits? No, it was he wasn't pissed. I mean, everybody was happy. Um, obviously, we lost a, a an important employee at Husqvarna that that day before, and yeah, um, everyone was a little bit. You know, the, the atmosphere at our truck's pretty happy go lucky on any given day, but um, and, and it was ex- extremely happy go lucky in Salt Lake. I don't know why everyone's just having fun and in a good mood. Yeah. Um, but that day it was it was pretty subdued and everyone was kind of uh, yeah I don't know not not themselves you know it was it was tough but um, Scuba just kind of told us that you know the only the best way to do things was to go out and do our best and have the best day of racing we've ever had and, mm-hmm. and that's what we did I mean it literally it was it was awesome yeah I think uh, this is just so awesome how each one of you called out Burtness on on TV yeah I mean yeah it was cool you know he was just like one of those dudes that would light up the room anytime he was in it and, and, you know, always made his, his media warehouse job look awesome. Like just super fun. And, and he was always having a good time. So it was, it was a tough loss for everyone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in that race, you, uh, you lost a side panel, I think. Yeah, I lost a side panel and the way it, I mean, yeah, everybody loses parts and stuff, but the way the Husky is the, the lower side panel is the only cover you have for the exhaust. So I was basically just riding my leg on the exhaust, and it was starting to starting to burn through really? my boot. And then, uh, you know, it not that's not even the worst part. Like I could take that, but um, it, it's super slick when you're on the hot pipe, and and the rubber's just like you know melting away. Right on your boot, yeah. So um, like I was I was basically done at that point. Once once that fell off, you know, I was in a really good position. Prior to, I felt like I was kind of hunting a little bit and. Um, felt like I was in a good spot. And then when that happened, I was pretty much dead in the water. Um, and then, yeah, his, his seat fell off. And <laughs> did you see it? Life. Did you pass it or did you see it fall off? I didn't see it fall off, but I could see Dean in the lane across from me and I saw him. I literally had just like, just seen him and I knew I didn't recognize that his seat was off. And then I jumped out double, double and I recognized that J- that there was a husky seat there and it was one of ours so i was like dang that must be jason's seat and then it all kind of clicked for me i looked ahead and yeah bang you had lost the seat so it was just uh one of those things that unfolded super quick for me <laughs> so were you just like was it like a shot of turbo boost for you well i didn't know how much how much it was going to affect him i mean i was definitely like well maybe now i'll have a chance at it yeah um but i wasn't sure you know um but with the way bikes are now like sitting on top of on not the seat is really tough because uh all the stuff that's underneath there the battery Mm -hmm. box the battery all the ecu stuff fuses i mean it's it's not comfortable at all so um and and actually quite sketchy too because you know any of that stuff comes unplugged you're pretty shafted so um I didn't know how much it was going to affect him, but obviously, you know, I've I've had to ride without one before mm-hmm. a couple times, and it's not easy at all. Yeah, uh, were there any big gnarly seat bounces on the track that day? 
there weren't any big gnarly ones, but it was one of those one tracks where you had to kind of, like, before the three onto the tabletop, that little double, double down the dragon back thing, mm-hmm. that, that was, like, not a seat bounce, but you couldn't stand it, you know? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to sit into this triple out of a corner, but it also wasn't like, I'm just going to stand up and be fine, you know? You still had to kind of sit on the edge of the seat and, and pop it a little bit. So there was just some little things like that, the one before the whoops, you know? You, you sit down... Even when you're not putting a bunch of bunch of preload into it, you know, to seat bound something, you're you're still sitting more than probably you realize. Mm-hmm. And I think that that you know, I don't I don't know if any track would be really feasible to do um, w- without the seat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh man, I mean, we ran into each other uh, out on the trails in Salt Lake, but what a great place to be stuck for three weeks. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, myself and my family thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. We had a blast. Um, stayed in the motorhome at the just a lo- local KOA in Salt Lake, and um, yeah, it was it was awesome. We ha- we had a great time, and we were actually like, man, we got to leave, you know, but a little bit bummed to leave. But um, <laughs> yeah, it w- we could have definitely been stuck in in worse places, and I think we were really close to being to being stuck in some worse places um, yeah. before they decided on Salt Lake. But yeah, it was it was a great trip. Um, obviously the results, uh, aided my, my feelings, but, um, yeah. it, it definitely was fun. Yeah. So what was that like camping for three weeks, man? I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've had a camper and camped there for a week, but like never for that long. Was well, it, we, there lots, yeah, of, lots of trips in the town with the car or something or. No, not really. That's, we, we camp quite often. Like even when we're not on the road, we go to. Um, Disney has a campground and we go there and stay a couple weeks at a time, you know, so we're pretty dialed on that. Um, my wife's super organized and my mom drives for us. So, uh, it, it's pretty basic. Like we have a, a good program, a good setup. And, um, with the day races, like we get to make it home, you know, for dinner with the kids and put them to bed still. So it was mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. What, what was the whole, uh, overall Salt Lake, like the non-racing experience? You know, we talked about how fun it was and everything, but what what was the vibe for you with like you know the you know all the masks and staying away from everybody and um i think it was good i mean as good as it can be when you can't get within 10 feet of someone you know that you would normally stop and shake hands with or whatever um but i think everyone was just happy to be there happy to be racing Back um, happy to have work you know all all those things like it it was a little bit bigger for our industry than probably most people know because people were you know on the brink of getting laid off or whatever uh or furloughed or pay cut or whatever so i think we're all just happy to be back racing and be back in action yeah so as a factory rider how um how were you affected by you know the time off like like people were people within the industry were furloughed um i know there are some teams that took some pay cuts so on and so forth. I mean, were you affected in that manner? Yeah, we. I took some pay cuts, but um, like you know, every every person that called me to do so was like, man, you know, I'm really sorry about this, but pretty much all of it's, you know, most of it's been paid back at this point, and and that's kind of how awesome, how one awesome thing about you know being around good people and, and good companies in in a sort of small industry. Um, we all end up working with each other in the future or in the past or whatever. So, you know, it's pretty, um, 
you can be pretty trustworthy and, and everybody's been solid mm-hmm. uh, to this point about that, that type of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely some pay cuts and some, some nervousness in the early days, but um, things have leveled out a little bit for the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're probably one of the personalities that would, you know, you'd understand what's going on in the world and yeah. take that kind of news. Okay. I, I've heard of some guys getting pissed. So, well, I mean, Okay, so say you get pissed and then you need a new contract at the end of the year. They're like, oh, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Remember on uh, March 30th when I called you? you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, to me, we're all in it together. I think, you know, we've got to adapt and adjust as best we can. And, and I think we've, you know, we've all done that as, as a whole um, pretty mm-hmm. well. But, you know, I, I don't know what the future holds as far as when we're going racing again or whatever. So yeah. um, we'll see about what's what's to come yeah so hey so uh salt lake you obviously spent a lot of time mountain biking did you road bike as well no i'm super pissed at myself because um i talked myself out of taking my road bike and, and i'm a roadie like don't yeah. get me wrong yeah yeah mountain bike's cool and, and i love my levo like that's the most fun bike i've ever had i've always ridden hardtails and and hated mountain biking and got a levo and and i love it yeah but if I if I have the chance to go climb some mountains on my road bike or go, you know, hammer some trail, I'm going road biking every yeah. every time. Um, that's just how I like. That's how I like to do it. Uh, that's what I grew up doing. That's kind of what got me into cycling and stuff. Is is just going out and and uh, hammering big mountains in the in the Appalachians. So um, that's where my heart is. Did did a passion for cycling elevate your fitness because it made training fun? yeah for sure and um someone asked me the other day like you know do you cycle for a hobby or just for training and i was like well if it weren't for training i would definitely cycle for a hobby like i love i love to ride bikes so um you know i look forward to a day where i can just go out on a leisurely four-hour ride or something you know when i'm retired and do whatever i want to do have a coke in the middle of the ride eat a pyramid jelly (laughs) whatever you know not watch your heart rate do whatever you want yeah yeah not even don't even need a computer (laughs) So do you, do you do the whole uh, Wahoo and Zwift thing too? Um, I did Zwift a little bit like three or four years ago whenever it first came out. Yeah. Um, I had a, a Wahoo kicker and um, did hammer some Zwift, but I'm not that keen on it. I, I, you know, I just don't see the point of not going outside. Like if right. I yeah. have any option to go outside, I'm going outside and mm-hmm. um, obviously living in Florida, there's not that many days where you can't get some sort of ride in so yeah. if i have the choice i'm going outside and, and my wife has a peloton so i use that quite a bit actually now mm-hmm. um just because it's in the house and it's easy to get to yeah i just bought a uh i bought a wahoo yesterday oh yeah yeah so i mean i'm really skeptical about it <laughs> it's I, I i mean it's fun it's cool it, i mean i'm just it's, it, it's riding, fake you know? right it's fake but like yeah. at, at this point it, it, you know the stage of my injury i can't go yeah. out a mountain bike right and so in addition to having the nerve pain in my neck i'm getting like restless legs at night because i haven't been cycling yeah have you ever gotten that from you know when you couldn't ride and you're used to riding every day do your legs get twitchy at night yeah i do for sure yeah um, dude i have to burn my, my legs, legs out. but my whole my brain and everything yeah. is twitchy um but i uh i had a kicker like i said and then when coronavirus started i went to um uh, 
um, convert it to disc brake or through axle. Yeah. And um, my version you couldn't convert, so I sold it to um, I sold it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fun. Like you'll enjoy it. it yeah, I'm the just like one thing that I bums me out is people um, get Zwift and then they do it on like a non-smart trainer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like you can't do that. That's the, that defeats the whole purpose, you know? Yeah. Because when you ride Swift, it loads the trainer and then that, that makes it more fun because everybody's on the same playing field. Whereas if you've got some, you know, not smart trainer, then you're just hammering up a hill at, mm-hmm. you know, high cadence or you, you raise your resistance or whatever, but it's, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, the kicker makes Swift like legit. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how fun it is or not, but. That's as fun as it'll get. Let me say that. <laughs> but it's like a video game, right? You like have a screen. Pretty much, yeah. And you're watching. Now, are there like lame road guy programs? Because like I, I barely ride a roadie at all. Yeah, I mean, you can just go on there and just ride. Like just ride. It'll take you through whatever course you pick. Or uh, one cool thing is like you can gain credits to get kits and make your own stuff and different bikes and stuff so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um but yesterday i was watching um like uh the virtual tour thing yeah and that's pretty lame but yeah <laughs> nice wait so okay so mountain biking in salt lake i saw you on bobsled is that was that what you know we're hitting most of the time yeah we all, pretty much only did bobsled because it was easy um the only, the longest ride we had there was an hour, so yeah. it was perfect if we went up and then um, we could go up to the to the next uh, turn off past the bobsled trail mm-hmm. up that hill and then back down and it was perfect hour. So yeah, that was pretty much the only trail we hit. I mean, I know there's so much there that you can yeah, ride, and there, I wanted to go to that. St- there's a ton other of stuff there. Park thing, Draper. Uh, Draper, yeah, Draper, yeah, but I never made it. Draper was fun. There was three really fun downhills there, but bobsled I think was the most fun trail really? I've ever been on. Yeah. I'm I'm shameless in saying that I did not jump the car jumps or the di- big disc jump after you, the car. You jumps. could have. You could well, have. Could you, have you just you're there for other reasons. <coughs> yeah, the risk risk reward wasn't that good. Mm-mm. But they're easy. I know you would have had it. Did yeah. you ever go up to the I Street jump? park oh we went and checked it out but i didn't hit any of that stuff that stuff was big yeah that's what did me in oh really yeah because i had gone because uh brian lopes actually he uh he messaged me on instagram was like dude it looks like you're having so much fun out there and i was like yeah you should come out and then like two days later he's all what's your address i'm coming to stay with you for a few days and i was like (laughs) oh okay so i mean i had this like world champion mountain biker stand at our airbnb taking nice. me riding and coaching me over stuff so we went to we went to i street and did you you know that big step up jump in the middle i didn't get to see like all of it so no but i so, saw like some of the drops that were way out of my range and i was like yeah i'll pass yeah but so he coached me over this line and it was like i don't know it's something about having somebody of that caliber coaching you and i was like oh okay and i did it and uh the last day i rode which was the friday before the last race um anton garth and i went out and and garth was like hey, i want to see those jumps so we rode we rode uh bobsled twice and then we went back up to uh i street and garth said you do that jump i'm like yeah it's not hard and so i just went to drop in but unbeknownst to me there's two different drops to get in uh, and i took the wrong one 
And so instead of like a little three foot double down, step down, I had to hit like a six, seven foot one and I nose picked it. Bonk. And I lost control, but it was like one of those ones where like, you know, you're out of control, but you're sitting on the top tube dragging your brakes. Yeah. Except I was in the grass and I just hit a, uh, a big rock with my fork and went over the bars. And I went head first, head and shoulder first in this pile of rocks. And Dang. You know, I say the picture, I busted my helmet up, but. Dude, that sucks. It was such a bad ending for such no an epic trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I drove home Monday and was fine and went to chiropractic and all that stuff. And then we had our, our Trans Am vet race the next weekend. Yeah. And I was walking around shooting photos of that, uh, you know, goof around with all my buddies and. You know, I was in a little bit of discomfort, but mostly because I've got pinched nerves. I had like a, I have a loss of uh, strength in my left arm. So yeah. I was like, oh, I can't race moto because my hand will come off. But then, dude, for some reason that next Monday, like, you know, about 10 days after the crash, something happened, dude. And I was like, woke up at three in the morning with the worst pain of my entire life. Like yeah. I any injury, it's crazy that a little pinched nerve did that to me, but. Yeah, so yeah, my my back. I went through a little bit of the same thing with my back before uh, when I got hurt before Atlanta. Uh-huh. Like I was, I was okay for like the first, I don't know, three or four days. Like it was really, really rough. But I was pretty much in the bed, so I didn't do a lot, and I wasn't that bad. But then, like, I don't know if it like wore on me so much until I couldn't, you know, I couldn't like physically take it anymore, or mentally I couldn't overcome it anymore. Yeah, but like. Uh, I guess it would have been 12 days later, I was, like, done. I was done. Like, yeah, isn't I that crazy? Because as a uh, motocross athlete who's injured and recovers all the time, you don't expect to be the worst you've ever been 12 days after your injury, right? You think exactly. you're way better. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Nerve pain is scary stuff, isn't it? It's, it is. It's it, crazy. It's put me in some dark places at, like, 3 in the morning recently. <laughs> Hey SWAT Moto listeners, this is Zach Osborne, rider for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. I love my FC 450 race bike, but I also love the FC 350. It has the handling of a 250 and the power of a 450, making it the perfect bike for both professional and amateur riders. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles is giving SWAT Moto listeners 1,500 reasons to get a brand new FC 350. Hurry into your local authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to find out more on the limited time offers available to get you on the track today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the SWAT Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barja, and myself, Adam Ciantrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com and see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So, 
head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. And I uh, just want to give a shout out to the Throttle Syndicate. Um, it's a new name, but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years. We've been with them since the very beginning in 1991, and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do. We're really proud to have them involved, and hopefully they have a good year. Visit ThrottleSyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits, gripper seat covers, sticker kits, and more. Use promo code SWATMODELLIVE at checkout for a 20% discount off your order. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. So, uh, dude, this weekend, GNCC, high voltage MX, or high voltage park. What uh, what yep. prom- what prompted this uh, decision to uh, throw the helmet on? Um, basically, I guess boredom uh, <laughs> over anything else. But um, also just you know, unique times give you unique, unique opportunities, and I look forward to being able to go out and um, you know just have some fun and do something a little different this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the future a little bit shaky at the moment and i mean shoot let's just go race it's, it's fun it's something that i enjoy doing um yeah and off-road is something that's in your wheelhouse yeah husky was all about it and um i actually offered to do some other stuff as well but um we'll have to see you know what the restrictions and stuff are as far as uh the government goes but um yeah i'm, I'm pumped about it looking forward to it yeah i think that's cool because you're uh you're diet a diehard racer through and through like motorcycle enthusiast it's not just moto super super, moto and supercross it's uh all the off-road stuff you've done and you know you've been to the isd and all that but uh how do you uh approach an off-road race differently than motocross supercross is it like this is just for fun or are you going to go spend well i mean of course i would love to get a good result but at the end of the day it's it's just for fun and for for I guess publicity more than anything, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going there to to do my best and put my best foot forward. I've got you know all my stuff dialed. I'm riding a factory bike on a factory team, so there's not really an excuse <laughs> for me um, to not do good. So I uh, I've done well at them before um, in the in the 250 class. So I'm looking forward to trying my hand in the 450 class, and yeah, I, I hope I can do something good and make it worth everyone's while but if not i'll have fun and uh, go back to my normal job on monday is everybody super pumped to have you there or are, like the top off-road guys like this moto guy thinks he's going to come in and walk on us and... no i mean i've been around them all quite a bit yeah. um i've ridden some with strang and uh raced him for a while i've known caleb for 20 years and um and i've trained with him for the last three summers so you know i know those guys all quite well uh so yeah, they, you know, they know that I, I know that they're no joke. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I don't expect to go there and, and stomp on them or anything like that. And, and they know that. Yeah. Um, will you be riding uh, a bike that they built up for you or someone's other bike or is it your motorbike 
converted. Oh uh, no, it's basically the 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 woods bike that they would normally ride, the GNCC bike mm-hmm. um, that Bollinger would normally ride. Because um, he rides the 450, Thad normally rides the 350, and I'm gonna ride the 450. So it, it's basically his bike. Um, I'm going testing a little bit tomorrow to just kind of fine tune what I can with what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the race and yeah it should be fun how different is the bike obviously suspension's different but engine wise is it tuned back a little uh it is a little tuned down but they run a different header than i do that that makes it almost the same so um it's you know it's just a little bit more torquey and less uh less peppy Mm -hmm. what do you do differently uh for your whole gear setup for off-road race are Um, you you wearing a different underlayer on your pants because you're in the saddle for so long or Nope, I, I'm going to do everything normal. The only thing I'm going to change is uh, normally I tape my hands for mm-hmm. for daily riding and for races at the on the weekend. Uh, this weekend I'm going to wear some under gloves. Uh, they, they're like glove liners. They're are they the underwear ones, the brown ones? No, they're not. They're they're super thin. Um, I don't even know how to explain it, but they I've used them before when I did six days, and they, they really save your hands. So. Mm. Um, I think that's that's my probably my biggest concern is my hands holding up because I had a gnarly deal uh, at the Florida GNCC in 2013 where like basically my whole hand fell off. <laughs> uh, but um, since then I've worn these gloves and I've never had an issue, so uh, I think it'll be fine. Nice. What about uh, you? Just gonna wear vented stuff and then a prior back hydration. Yeah, vented stuff, and then um, now the. The boys only run like the um, like the bum bag uh, hydration pack, so oh, that's a bit interesting. Yeah, that's it's not a lot of water, so yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll be okay. It's supposed to be like eighty-eight degrees and humid, so. So are you are you bad. restricted to that, or could you run one on your back if you wanted? No, you can run one on your back, but I think like you know it's the, the trend to run it on your <laughs> on your. Uh, so you're so you're su- you're right. succumbing to a fashion trend, Zach. Yeah, I'm just I'm just the guy who wears a, I'm just living in it. <laughs> the guy who wears a roadie jersey on his Levo. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so but I, I brought my I brought my mountain bike uh, jersey this weekend. Nice. Um, as far as the the off road stuff, like a GNCC, do you pin it the whole time? How long is the race? Two hours? Three hours. Three hours. Okay, so you yeah. can't you can't possibly pin it the whole time right pace yourself i mean you can't really hammer the whole time but it's not what people think you know i think a lot of people especially in motocross get the idea that it's like oh like a two-hour leisurely ride and do a (laughs) lap and then you know you hammer the last lap but that's not how it is the boys the boys go out hard and and they go the whole time so you know it's going to be important for me to be ready to to go for the whole the distance yeah and then there's there's even strategy with saving your goggles and stuff if you're battling with someone, right? Yeah, I mean, there's strategy to everything, and a lot more than what you would think. You know, the pit the pit stop's crucial. Um, it's easy to lose 15 or 20 seconds in the pits, and that, that can make or break your race. There's a there's a lot of things that um, that matter that, that you have to think about. So, mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I have good people around me, Timmy and uh, the mechanics and stuff that that'll have all that information for me when to pit what to do in the pits we're gonna hopefully it's not gonna rain on saturday and we're gonna uh practice some pit stops and stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm just looking forward to it it's gonna be cool nutritionally how do you prepare differently for a uh, three-hour race so 
the in the past, what I've always done is um, obviously some electrolytes and stuff in the in the Camelback, and then um, gels kind of through the race, and that's that's kind of what I have to do because I wear a mouthpiece mm-hmm. and I can't really chew that good. Yeah. So um, gels gels are kind of my my go, um, but the yeah, it's just it's hard. You know, you don't want to waste your Camelback. They hand bottles off with like, um, so it's like a bottle of water, and you put the uh, put a hose through the lid. Mm-hmm. It's obviously stuck all the way down to the bottom of the bottle, and then they take tape and put tape around the hose underneath the lid so that the the hose can't come out. Mm-hmm. And then you put more tape at the top so that you can bite on it, and the straw doesn't try to slide out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'll have those with electrolytes and, and maybe some gel in there too, just to suck down during the race and just try to keep the sugars up and keep hammering. Mm-hmm. How about like in the days preceding? I mean, obviously you're always um, hydrating, but <coughs> do you eat differently the night before? Maybe a little bit more, uh, calorie wise, but I, I don't think anything too serious. Um, maybe an extra sweet potato or something like that, but nothing, nothing too major. Uh, I'm not going to reinvent the wheels to you know i have a good idea of what works for me mm-hmm. at a national and that's kind of what i'm going with just because i know you know it won't tear my stomach up or um you know there won't be anything funky going on yeah <laughs> so beyond uh beyond this weekend's gncc um obviously like the rest of us you're in a holding pattern for announcement of the nationals um if nothing comes soon will we get to see you do some other kind of oddball stuff yeah, possibly. I mean, uh, the bummer with the GNCC thing is there's no more races until September, which, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, I think if if nothing comes up soon, then you know there's there's some options for me to do some other stuff. So uh, we'll just have to see how long it takes. If uh, MXGP starts up, would you ever go hit around to that? Well, right now we're not allowed in the EU. Uh, oh yeah, I don't think unless you have a work permit or something special. So yeah. Um, We'll see. I'm not up for three races in eight days at Lamo, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I would say just, not. J- just to clarify and set that out <laughs> right off the bat. Hey, uh, oh, well, I was thinking about when I asked you about your gear differences for racing off-road. Um, the reason I asked is because, you know, KTM, uh, they had a launch. Uh, I guess it was the end of last year for, the you know, the new 2020 bikes. And I went up and I yeah. raced the... The TPI 300 or 250, but, uh, so we, we did a works race at, uh, at, uh, Gray's Harbor. Okay. And yeah, I just took normal moto gear and everything, but dude, in hindsight, I would have worn a cycling bib because, really? well, dude, like, you know, like for me, I'm not off-road guy and, and like all, a lot of it was like really tight, technical single track stuff over tree roots and everything. So I sat down like way more than I probably should have. And, dude, you know, the KTM and Husky seats are that abrasive grip stuff. Yeah. I literally wore a hole, my tailbone, rubbed a hole in my butt crack. Nice. On the That's seat. getting work done, dude. Dude. And I, at the end of the race, <laughs> I had a blood spot on my underwear. Dang. But, that is pretty serious. Yeah. I like the commitment, though. That was pretty pretty serious. I had to keep going, man. I think I got second. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like a super tight fitting, like I want everything to be super tight. Yeah. My gloves, my, my, you know, all my gear as tight as possible. And, um, 
I wear like compression tights underneath my underneath my riding gear. Yeah. But so for me, like a big fat chamois under under my butt doesn't sound <laughs> pleasant. So I'm Especially when it gets sweaty, it. right? Yeah, that and just like man, just sitting on that thing for three hours, and I, I like a lot, you know all my feel is in my butt so yeah i i need as much to touch in the seat as possible <laughs> okay hey okay speaking of compression wear all this and that how do you how'd you get sponsored by lululemon well actually originally it was it was um a thing a deal with alvin um that they had uh, matt the former uh athlete manager there had some some deals going on with alvin and alvin was giving us like gift cards and stuff and then Matt and I hit it off really big, and um, he hooked up Dino and I on the on their athlete program, and yeah, it's been uh, it's been an awesome little relationship for him. It's cool because you're you're really into the whole yoga thing too, right? Yeah, I love yoga, and it's something I practice pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, and, and I'm not like the uh, I don't know how to say it. Like I'm a, I'm a 30 year old dad, so I, I fit the bill of Lulu and their their clothes um pretty well yeah their stuff's pretty cool i think i've never owned anything obviously but i've seen like garth is big in lululemon he's wearing that stuff all the time well you know i, I would recommend you buying lululemon but the, the thing is is once you go to lulu you won't go back so just be prepared <laughs> you know who was wearing it that was bragging about it i just couldn't see it was tapia really tevin tapia was like hey dude have you ever worn lululemon shorts and i was like no, <laughs> I look and he's like, "Oh, if you're a professional athlete, you get a discount at any store." Yeah. And I'm yeah, all, that's true. I'm all, I wonder what the, the the cash register that sold you clothes and you claiming you're a professional racer <laughs> was thinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, I, I don't know if it's twenty percent or thirty percent, but yeah, I uh, I've heard that that um, if you can prove it that you're like an a professional athlete, that you get a discount. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it. I think I'm not positive, but I think that there's something for um, trainers as well, like gym trainers. But I, I don't. I don't know if they still have that program or not. I know they did at one time. Mm-hmm. So do you? Uh, when you do yoga, are you wearing like shorts, or do you? Are you busting out like yoga pants like the chicks? Well, I just free ball it. Like you know, I go in the backyard butt naked and just do my yoga. <laughs> nice. I bet your wife. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I bet your wife's pumped, I, I'm pumped a, on the Lulu sure. program though. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I like to just rock the shorts, barefoot, uh, no shirt. Get some sun on the trunk. Yeah, you know, get some grounding going on. So that's that's kind of my program. Yeah, I've seen some of your posts and stuff. You, you look really advanced. <laughs> I mean, you know, here, here's my uh, yoga story, Zach. I for some reason I was just like I, I need to stretch more, so I bought like a, you know, a beginner's package at the Just Yoga in Corona. And yeah. my daughter's super into it, so I was going with her. And we were I was just going to the yin class, the stretching class. And yeah. dude, I loved it. Right? Like I I couldn't do half the shit, but you know, they always give you an option, like an easier option. Right. And so I probably went six times and was really enjoying it. But the thing I liked is at the end of the class, the teacher would do the bowls, those Tibetan bowls and make all this music and stuff and Oh, like gongs, yeah. Yeah, but Every single time, dude, I'd fall asleep and snore and get embarrassed. Yeah. Cause, so yeah. I had never, I had never taken a class other than like video classes. Yeah. Um, I, I went earlier this year uh, to this place called Yoga Six in Claremont, and it was 
absolutely awesome. Like, the teacher was good. It wasn't hot yoga, but it was, like, 85 degrees in the room, so it was warm. You know, you get a little sweat. Definitely, same thing. End of the class, lay down on your mat, take some breaths, gone. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, like, I, I fell asleep almost every time in the in the, the, the bowl music at the end. But, dude, yeah. one, one time we were doing the stretch, and I let out a fart. <laughs> Oh man, it was embarrassing. Disaster. But but I haven't been back. You want to know why? Because that why? was exactly the time last year when AMI bought Transworld and shut us down. Right. Oh. And so now thinking about going to yoga reminded me of being unemployed. Oh wow. Have so you ever bad, had something bad. like that where like something reminds you of something bad? And, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like ah. Cause so my brain has like this super gnarly sensitive uh like smell memory connection like if i smell something it will like pop a memory into my brain like instantly so yeah i have that often <laughs> not not always bad bad memories but you know just memories yeah yeah but like still my daughter's like hey dad you still have like you know five or six credits on your thing let's go and i'm like no just hard pass. it just reminds me of being all heartbroken and lost so <laughs> so i'll leave the yoga to you buddy but uh nice. hey man uh i appreciate you taking time to chat with me tonight and uh um best of luck this weekend and let's hope for uh, a resolution on this racing thing so i could uh come watch you carry that momentum from salt lake into motocross yeah sounds good dude thank you for having me and uh yeah i look forward to hopefully getting back at uh the real job here pretty soon okay talk to you soon zach thank you thanks see ya we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.